I'm very excited. Today, we are going to have Rena DeRizio on our podcast. She's an amazing real estate agent in Oakville. And I'm sure she's going to share a lot about the market, and what's happening in the Oakville real estate market. We're, of course, going to pepper it in with a little bit of information about what's going on in the economy and how that might affect real estate prices, namely the number of mortgages right now with amortization schedules that are creeping above 30, 35 years on the balance sheets of the Canadian banks, which really can have an impact on supply. We'll see what she thinks about that. We'll probably have a little bit of fun. And I look forward to sharing it with you. So, Rena. So, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. You're a real estate agent. Yes, some days, yes. From Oakville. From Oakville. Yep, Sleepy Town, Oakville, 905 area code. (laughs) Any specific area in Oakville? No, I no, I do business in all of Oakville. It's a pretty small town. I know it's growing, but you know, when you know it, you know it. Is it that small? Uh, Well, that's probably over two hundred thousand in population, but. It's smaller than things like uh, places like Mississauga or Toronto, but yeah, it's a small hood, but it's growing rapidly. I have a lot of friends that live in Oakville. Oh, do you? Yeah. They still talk to you? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I actually just spoke to one on my drive here. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. His name okay. is Alex Markakis. Yeah. Oh, okay. He baptized my youngest son, Nico. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. Um, he is just a wonderful guy. Yes. Uh, I have another buddy named Art Artuso. Yes. Who just built a beautiful house in Oakville on the lake. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. Where? Okay. Well, we won't get, yeah. I don't know where. Yeah, somewhere. Like okay. on the awesome. lake. Yeah. Beautiful. On like nice. a court. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. He's got great taste. Awesome. Always spends a lot of time building his houses. Nice. Yeah. Well, he would have to have great taste if he lives in Oakville, right? I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Although I have driven by some houses in Oakville that I can clearly state that the people don't have great taste. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're going to get that everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been selling real estate in Oakville for? It's over 30 years. Wow. I won't say exactly, but since university, actually. Wow. Okay. So time. you have seen. Everything. Uh, like you started in the 90s, late I 90s? started in 1989. Oh, so even right longer at than, the peak. Hey, FYI, that's longer than 30. I know. Just we're not going to talk about <laughs> the exact numbers. I'm going to be young forever. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, since 1989. So when I got into it, it was at the very peak. And then it just went down after that. But it was right. a so, great market to be in. So what was that like? Well, okay, take us back to 1989. Flashback? Okay. Yeah. So you, you finish school and you go right um, into real estate? Well, no, I took my real estate course while at university um, and my, I graduated in April, but I started in January for a couple of months. I did it part time and, um, and then I really loved it for some reason. And I stayed in it right after, right in April and I uh, started full time and, and really enjoyed it. How did you start? Like what was well, like, you just were, became an agent or were you like a part of a team? Like how do you? Uh, no, I was on my own. There wasn't a lot of teams at that time, but I was on my own. My husband was uh, selling real estate actually during university. Um, so that's what sort of got me in. Um, he thought, well, I've spent all that time, you know, working in different jobs in retail. Then maybe you should try real estate, which I did. And um, so when I did get in, I was on my own. Um, but it really taught you some great habits because the market was crazy. And there was a lot of agents used to things happening right away. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of effort in terms of selling a home. Um, so when I did get into it, it really taught you some really good work habits. So it was, you know, create a database, um, find people you know, talk to them, 
Um, and that's how it sort of started. So it's interesting, right? So you started when things were like at their at the peak, peak, going down. Uh, so maybe even the precipice. Correct. <laughs> just, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> and you were kind of all in at that point. Totally. You're, and I didn't know anything better. So any person that would talk to you was, this is great, where everyone around you had a negative attitude because things were on the down. Right. Right. Uh, and I do remember our, you know, one broker saying to us when we started, the market is changing and, you know, be prepared for a downturn. But I didn't really see that. So what do you see happening right now? Right now? Yeah. Right now, I think that we're just at the, the, at the uh, curve of it going back up. Really? I really do believe. Yeah, I do. You know, people can only sit still and be told that you can't do something. And then they sort of say, that's it. I'm going to buy or move or figure it out. Are you saying that like in relation to people can't be told to stay still for too long, like Correct. in relation to COVID or in relation to high interest rates? Well, you've got COVID, interest rates. People just readjust to what they can afford, right? You know, people have saved money and they have money, but they're waiting for the opportunity. But now they're starting to feel a little bit more confident that interest rates aren't going to go up. You know more about it than I do, but I see it on my on the street level that people are definitely more confident. Look at the num- number of showings. It's crazy. Number of competing offers right now. So like interest rates aren't going up. They may Thank go God. up another <clears throat> they may go up another 25 basis points in right. the United States. And do you want to know how I know that? How? Well, you should know everything. You're the chief. I don't know anything. <laughs> Listen, I don't know anything. But I'll yeah. tell you something funny yeah. anecdotally. Mm-hmm. Uh, two Russians yes. prank called Jerome Powell. Jerome Powell <laughs> is the chairman of the Federal yes. Reserve. Right. And they pretended to be the president of the Ukraine or prime minister, Matt. President. Pre- I, I never know that. Oh, eh? God. President or prime you minister. do that. Okay. So they pretended to be the president of the Ukraine. Yeah. And they had a full-on conversation with Jerome Powell. Wow. Yeah. I think it was over Zoom or Skype yes. or something. Uh-huh. Not Skype. I guess no one uses Skype right. anymore. Yeah. And he was very forthcoming in the call. The call apparently happened in January. It just got released now. Wow. And he thought he was talking to the president of the Ukraine. And he said expressly, he said, Uh we see two more rate hikes at the time in January. So one, that would mean one more rate hike. Yeah. We see two more rate hikes, meaning one more. Yeah. And we're going to hold them there for longer than people anticipate. Good. Good. Also, similarly. Good to hear. And not as much of a glimpse into things as a prank call from Russians, yeah. but the monetary policy note, the meeting from the last, the, the notes from the last monetary policy meeting mm-hmm. in Canada yeah. were released yesterday. Right. And in those notes, there was a clear indication from Tiff Macklin, the governor of the central bank in yeah. Canada, the bank mm-hmm. Canada. And there was a kind of clear indication that rates were going to stay higher for longer than people anticipated. Mm-hmm. And that there was a possibility of another rate hike. I don't think that's happening. Right. Um, and in our conversation, like that we had briefly before that, yeah. I think the reason why it's not happening is because of that supply that we're talking supply. about. We have a big supply issue. That will be coming onto the market. But like yeah. the, the additional, the, the people that are, that are going to be more motivated to, to list. Yes, for sure. And that'll tell. So like if those listings get absorbed really easily into mm-hmm. the market yeah. without it further decrease in pricing, then I think we're probably more likely to see right. a 25 basis point hike. Right. If those listings hit the market and there's a lot of them and we see another drop in real estate prices, yeah. then I think we won't see another. And I think that might expedite a, like a decrease in rates mm-hmm. um, 
But I think right now everyone's kind of planning on 2023 is going to yes. be a shitty year with higher interest rates. Yeah, for sure. And we kind of have to forge through it. Correct. Yeah, for sure. But but yeah, why all yeah. that buyer confidence right now? Uh, it's a great question. I think really? to your point, I think to your point, buyer confidence is a result of what you said. People have been told kind of it's not prudent to make a decision Correct. or do, a, do anything for so long yes. that there's pent up demand for sure. Yes, they want to move. And then there's also FOMO, right? Like I know Correct. Like yes. in my area, two houses went up uh-huh. recently. And the one house, I think, less stayed for uh, like a week yes. and sold over asking. Yeah. And these are like older houses, nice mm-hmm. lots. Uh, and then the one across the street from me went up and it sold on the day of list for 500 over ask. Yeah, that's what's happening. That's what's happening. But I feel like it's a small window. This is always the peak, right? Once you hit mid-May, end of May, it'll sort of flatten out, I think. So like in terms of cyclically, you know, that craziness of I really need to buy a house and then people find something else to do in June, July, they get busy. Uh, But I do find that prices are climbing and more product will come on the market. You see it right now. Because people are saying like, oh my God. Maybe it is a good time. Yeah. I'm Mm -hmm. seeing my neighbors sell for this much. Correct. Yeah. And then if too much supply hits, then that's when we're another. It's that hope, right? Yeah. So typically May is a very busy month for you? It is busy, yes. I find it's very busy. And then, but once it starts to hit almost the end of May, I find it just levels off. It's not a bad market. Homes still sell. It's not like we're taking holidays all summer, but it's just at a steady pace. And then when does it pick up again? September? September, yes, but not crazy. I find it I, like to me, I always look at the markets for six months. And then after that, it's steady, steady pace. So what's, what is the busiest month? May is the busiest month. Here. I would say, no, uh, after the third week of January, probably till about mid-May is always the peak. Oh, that whole period. That, that's the peak. That's, that's the, the most, um, that's the busiest time mm-hmm. and the time that you will probably do the best with home prices. Yeah. So you can just take the rest of the year off. No, that never happens. I'm not going to take a day off. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can have, you have a team. Yes. But How many I people do you I have do. on your team? Um, I do have uh, two full-time admin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have two part-time. And uh, in terms of agents, we have four agents on our team. So let them work. Yes, I know. But I love to work. You do enjoy it. I really do. Yeah. What do you like better, listing houses or going with buyers to buy houses? Mm. Uh, well, if the listing sells fast, it's great to have a <laughs> listing. <laughs> After that, it's... Um, it's it's managing and expectations and handholding and all of that stuff. It's a bit more stressful, which is fine. Um, and then buyers are fun because I get to see the inventory, I get to go out, you know, connect with people. You're spending more time with them than on a listing. So yeah, I, I do like both. I have to say, can you? Yeah. I would be annoyed with buyers. I think. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Like no indecisive like, people that oh. like you're going around with and like. Right. I don't know. Like, <laughs> The wall's green. You know, oh, you can paint the wall. Yeah. Like people looking for reasons why they don't always something. Yeah. Sometimes. And sometimes it's not the right fit. And I'll tell them this is not for you. Let's just move on. Right. I would really appreciate. Yeah. Like it's many times I'd rather show them 10 more than have them find one that they don't love. And then they want to sell it in a year. I mean, it's good for me, but it's not good for them. It's, you know, high transaction costs, everything else. But um, no, I think it's uh, they have to buy the right one. I remember once working yeah. with a realtor that was like one of those realtors that's like, you can't really hear the train that loud from the bedroom. 
No, not at all. The house you is know, shaking, like, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a great house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The gunshots only happen on the weekends <laughs> Just in the, the front. Weekend. Yeah, Saturday night. Yeah. 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 So I think as long as you're not one of those real estate No, agents. you have to give them the right advice. And you can't be around this for that long and not give people the right advice, right? You know that, right? It's all about relationships. So in the late 80s, when you started, you had yes. like what, like a good year of like market fervor? Like uh, just- No, it was sort of like things were on the down, right? Oh, so you were the jinx. Like yeah, you I was like, I, I hit it things. and then things were going down. There was a few months there like, wow, this is busy. But then it was going down. And you said it was your husband when you were in university? He, yes. He sold real estate while at university. You were married in university? No, 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 no. Oh. I, I met him. Yeah, just before university. And uh, he sold real estate uh, while he was at university part-time. It's crazy. Are you still married? Yeah. We're, yes, we are. Yes. Wow. He was my boyfriend at the time and then we just got married. Yeah. Oh my God. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Yeah. We're still together. Amazing. Yeah. It's true. Like from yeah. high school. Uh, well, right after high school. I didn't know him in high school. Right after high school, just before I, we went into university, that's when we met. Older guy, same age? No, same age. Same age. Same high school or different high schools? Uh, no, different high school. We didn't. He lived in Mississauga. I lived in Oakville. And uh, we met and then we went to U of T at the uh, same university. Like the Mississauga one yes, or downtown? Yes, at uh, Arendelle. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. so that's... How did you meet? Uh, we met through a uh, sort of a family friend. Oh, it was like almost like an Italian arranged yeah. marriage. No, it was no arrangement. Don't you know? No, that's not me. I'm Italian, but not that way. And you're southern from southern Italy, like what Calabria uh, or from Abruzzi? Okay, yep. I think my buddy Art is Abruzzese. Oh, really? So he must be a good guy. He's a great guy yeah, for sure. <laughs> great guy, sweetheart. Love you, uh, Art. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. And your husband? He's also uh, Abruzzese. No, he's from Foggia. Where's that? It's a small little. Place. I love uh, the way Italians say like a village a with five people in it, and like mountain, everyone knows. Like, there's nothing to do there, but yeah. Like Veneto small. region? It's like, it's just we're on the south, it's just a little bit further north from where we are. It's about two hours away. Okay. Yeah. Great. So, yeah. You go back to Italy often? Uh, not that often. No, not that often. Why not? I don't know. It's just, yeah, I'm not sure. I have family there, but I haven't been back for a while. As long as you, from what I understand. Yes. As long as you don't go in May. Yes, no, you can't go in there. <laughs> yeah, because yes, like, it's a right. busy year. Yeah, that's true. You can go whatever you want. Yeah, that's true. It's beautiful there. Uh, I just don't go that often, right? I, mean, I go every go year. Yet. I probably go every year. To Italy? Yeah. Do you really? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Where do you go? All over the place. I got oh. married in Venice. You did? Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah. Wow. At the Cipriani, uh, the little really? island. Um, yeah. Uh, my mom's from Sicily. Okay, interesting. Uh, I love like the kind of area around Milan, whether it's like, like yes, Garda shopping, beautiful, or, or like Portofino. Yes, um, I love like the Amalfi's great, yes, gorgeous. Every yeah. like Italy has so many different spots. Doesn't matter where you Italy, go, right? Great food. Just doesn't matter where you go. People, it's it's a really yeah. I love it. It's I love driving people. around it. Yes, like I've done true. trips where we just like we'll drive from like. You know, we'll land in Rome and then we'll drive up to Portofino and then yes. we'll come back and stop in Tuscany, like all nice. over the place. Wow. Good for My you. Italian should be better, but it is not that yeah. great. Mine isn't either. Mine. Well, it's because you're not going to Italy. You gotta yeah, go to Italy. no, I know. But, you know, you know, my parents spoke Italian, but yeah, it's not that great. Yeah. Hmm. So you don't think we're going, like, you think, like, you've got, obviously people are calling you now to say. Yes, more so now. Hey, yes. let's They're list. ready. Yeah, they're ready. Let's list. Correct. 
More people calling more, you to list or more actually, people calling you to buy? I would buy? say right now, more people calling to buy. Usually wow. I have a lot of listings, um, but I find the supply is low right now. And But the buyers, there's a lot of buyers right now I, I'm working with. Huh. Yeah, which is interesting, right? They're looking to buy. They want to sell. So it's a bit of that, right? So they're starting with buy first. Mm-hmm. I mean, that puts them in a tough situation if they buy and then there's too much supply that hits the market, right? Do you worry yes. about that or no? I do, yes. But they're, they're warned. I, I do tell them. Yeah, for sure. But like, and Oakville is a bit of like a kind of smaller market mm-hmm. that you can hopefully control the demand a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Like I just, my concern in Toronto yeah. um, it is that when a lot of supply hits simultaneously, right. we're almost like on this like hairpin trigger mm-hmm. that like, People are going to freak out again and it's going to be like the I told you so's. Correct. There's so much like this is going to drop further, which could cause like a, a little bit. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's yeah. my worry. Yeah, it's true. But the supply will increase and that's what will sort of get rid of a lot of the competing offers. Right. So you're saying Cause a lot to of get it out of the pot. Right. Now. right. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are withholding. Hope, yes. They're doing that, you know wait till the offer date or 48 hours you're revocable, they're back to that right now because it's Old habits die hard, right? Right? I'm always careful when that happens. That tells you that it's just swung too far into the exactly. uh, seller's right. hands. Yeah. So that's, it's a small window. So just be careful with it. So you know the, the thing that worries me and we've been talking about it, Matt, for, I don't know, like mm-hmm. a, a month or two now uh, for the supply mm-hmm. is that like 20% of all mortgages mm-hmm. right now on the yeah. bank's books yes. are not servicing the interest on their mortgage. Right. So people that are living in homes, yeah. but one in five mm-hmm. that have a mortgage, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, their variable rate payment amount mm-hmm. does not cover the amount of interest owed on their mortgage on a monthly basis. Right. And as a result, their mortgages are slipping into these negative yep. equity positions. So not good. And the way we're being told it is like the banks report on their financials and they mm-hmm. say this percentage of our loan book has amort- have, have amortizations exceeding 35 years. Mm-hmm. And we know that like in the last 12 months mm-hmm. with the exception of uh, geez, I don't want to get this wrong. I know the the ones that. So I think it's with the exception of Scotia Bank and one other National Bank. Right. So with the exception of Scotia and National Bank, yeah, all the rest of them have gone from one to two percent of mortgages on their books with amortizations in excess of thirty five years, right? To twenty percent. Mm, interesting. That to me spells mm-hmm. a greater supply mm-hmm. issue could hit the market yeah. if those banks become worried about holding the line. You ever watch Braveheart? No, I don't watch much TV. It's a movie with Mel Gibson. Yeah, no, I, yeah. No, I didn't Would you watch So you live like in a cave? Yeah, I'm, I'm like in a bubble, like I'm real estate. <laughs> That's all I do. <laughs> okay, well, listen, I'll tell you something. When you get out of the cave, I got a list of movies for you. Okay, awesome, yes. You, uh, you just said you don't do anything from May until January. No, that's not true. I work. It's just not as crazy. Okay. It's steady. Yeah. Braveheart, 
Yes. Mel Gibson. Right. Is commanding these okay, troops. Okay, if it's Mel, I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. Com- a young Mel Gibson, too. Oh, okay. Even with better. the kilt, the whole oh, thing. Oh, even better. Yeah. Okay, awesome. <laughs> He's commanding these troops. <laughs> and they're being fired upon. Right. By the opposing army. Right. And <laughs> he has a strategy to defeat them, but it involves holding the line. Hold it. Yeah. As much as they want to run yep. towards the other side and attack, he keeps yelling, hold. Hold. Got it. It's exactly, exactly the same thing is happening right now at the Canadian banks. Good analogy. So the Canadian banks were of the belief, like the market, yeah. that the Bank of Canada was going to drop rates before the end of 2023. Yeah. So that these elevated interest rates yeah. that are becoming very onerous upon the borrowers, yeah. once they dropped off, then people's amortizations could reset. Sure. And they wouldn't have such an issue with so many mortgages accumulating debt. Yeah. Is what we're seeing right now. A lot of debt. If the banks aren't capable of holding now that we're starting to find out that interest rates are going to stay higher for longer. Mm-hmm. And if the banks blink, one of the banks blinks mm-hmm. and starts notifying borrowers that they need to reset the payment on their mortgages or they need to pay a lump sum amount down against their mortgage. Yeah. Like, if, so imagine yeah. one in five people sure. have these negatively amortizing mortgages a lot of people. in excess of 35 years. Mm-hmm. If just a fraction of those people got a letter saying, you've got to pay $150,000 down against your mortgage or else you're in default, They're out. those houses will hit the market. Mm. So it's, I mean, I think That's they've worrisome. hired Mel Gibson from what I understand. <laughs> the banks have all hired Mel Gibson. He now sits on the trading floor. <laughs> and says hold oh, every single day. Nice to see. Can I look go that up? Actually, Matt. Before? Matt, yeah. look that up. I think that's on the internet. Wow. Mel Gibson <laughs> hired by Canadian wow. banks. I don't. I think he's wow. actually unhireable in the banking sector from some Jeez. of the things he said. So, are you worried about about what's coming? You worried? I worry about everything. Mm. I really like. And I, I manage. <laughs> I, ma- I manage a mortgage fund, right? Yeah. And I'm responsible, and I've met every single person that has money in my mortgage fund. Right. I make okay. a point of speaking to every single person yeah. every year. Yeah. At least once. Yeah. Some of them m- multiple times. Right. Uh, I know why they're invested with me. I know their aversion for risk. Good. I know how I need to protect that money. And as a result, I voraciously consume any information about the real estate market or where interest rates are going or right. possible supply issues. And also, as a result, I worry about these things. But I, I'll tell you, it's kind of the way I operate, right? Like, right. I need to be a little bit worried in right. order to, like... Absolutely, right? We're in two different worlds. I am in that real estate world, but I don't really get involved in their finances, et cetera. Right. So when they're coming, I don't really see that side, right? Not really sure until they can't do something. Right. Right. Yeah, like I can tell you, I don't really deal with a lot of buyers. Right. <clears throat> like my job is more when something goes wrong at one of the offices yeah. or with one of our clients, yeah. um, I have to kind of step in and help to find a solution. Sure. But we have certain kind of safeguards built up mm-hmm. so that we're never, we're never surprised mm-hmm. or we never surprise a, a buyer. Yeah. So, you know, like it's more than just like the stress test or do you have enough income or yeah it's you know we kind of assess the property that they're buying Mm -hmm. 
their capability as a buyer and their timeline. Timeline is always so critical, right? Like, right. That's why I say if, if you've got a buyer right now that's like gung ho on buying yeah. and selling, the critical piece I think in this timeline is to really get a handle on what they're going to sell for. They have to sell, right? Usually sell first. Okay. Mm, for sure. Yeah. So like, I think that's critical mm-hmm. um, because if they don't have as much as they thought they were going to have to yeah. put as a down payment, mm-hmm. um, it could be a bit of a shock, for right? Sure. And then some people get into this mode where, well, I'm not going to sell my house for anything less than this. Mm-hmm. And then they end up and in this position stuck. where they're carrying two properties. Right. Yeah. Not great. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So my job is more like either I have to deal with a problem that mm-hmm. springs up, but yeah. more often than not, I'm just the custodian of a big pile of money and I have to make sure that I'm putting it into the right properties, the right, right. deals and the right people. Right. I mean, you're not seeing people really default on their mortgages, right? It's just a matter of, I feel like the banks are just helping them more figure it out, right? With payments and stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. You that's know, what the negative amortizations like are all about. That's the, that's the, you know, worrisome thing is just building more debt, right? So listen, I always slam the banks at any chance I can, but I can tell you in this situation, Canada has a benefit, a clear benefit because the banks are working together. Mm -hmm. The banks are the largest stakeholders in this real estate market because they have all the debt on all of the real estate. It does not benefit them to see a precipitous fall in the price of real estate because they go out and power of sale a whole bunch of clients. It does not benefit them. I think, unfortunately, I think that at a certain point, we're going to see a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. They're going to call the herd a little bit. Right. They're going to sure. start issuing some demand notices for payment. Yeah. It could get a little bit sure. uglier. Yeah. If the supply can get sopped up mm-hmm. and the prices can maintain themselves, mm-hmm. at a certain point, that'll stop. Right. Yeah. yeah. But still, yeah, I worry about it. I worry. Yeah. My biggest worry right now is that we have not seen the bottom in the real estate market because of more supply hitting the market. And I also, I'm so keenly aware mm-hmm. of how sensitive demand can be. Correct. Like you've got all these buyers calling you because they have a fear that they've, they've been so programmed for 20 years. Prices just steadily going up. They're afraid right now that they want to get in before it does go up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. So I just worry that those same buyers mm-hmm. have this demand sensitivity that if they see an article next month mm-hmm. about this massive amount of supply hitting the market mm-hmm. and prices down month over month now, mm-hmm. they'll start thinking, oh, it was just a blip. Right. Let's sit on this. Let's go back and sit on the sidelines sure. again. And if yeah. the buyer demand cools, mm-hmm. the supply continues to get elevated. Correct. Yes. That's when you see another drop. Yeah. I don't sure. think we're going to I don't think it'll be as bad as what we saw before. It was yeah. like 15 points. Yeah. Has Oakville already recovered from that? I feel that we're not, prices are not falling from now on. From where we are right now, I think they're going slightly up. Uh, I don't really see a decline right now. You want to bet? Okay. Let's bet, buddy. Okay. Dinner. <laughs> Dinner it is. Okay. But I pick the wine. I Oh, sure. You pick the wine. Okay. You pick the wine. I'll drink the wine. Okay. <laughs> Hey. I would, I don't know. I just, I don't see them going down further. Okay. So I could be wrong. I don't know. Okay. 12 months. Fire demand. 12 months from now. We're going to sit here again and we're going to talk about it. Okay. Well, we can talk okay, before months, then. We can definitely, 12 months from now. Tell me what's going to happen. Uh, what's, okay. So 12 months yeah. from today, <laughs> I think that we will have seen uh, 
I think that we'll have seen a further downturn in prices. Okay. I think the fall market will not look as great. No, fall market never was great. In my opinion, every fall market, people say it's better. It's never great. It's, it's okay. Not crazy. And I think that we will be in next, next year at this time. Mm-hmm. I think that we will be happy with what's happening in the spring market. And I think right. most of, most of the huh. news on the horizon will be good news. Uh, yes, I, I think that. we will. Have passed, I, I think that. we will. We will drop. I think real estate prices drop again this year. You think? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, I feel that yes. After the summer, it's going to level off. Is it going to drop? Hard to say. Well, Hard you did say. say that it wasn't. I don't going know. To go it's going to drop. I don't think it's going to drop. I really don't. So you're changing your decision? Not really. I think it's you know it's peak. Then will it drop from the end of May? You have to look at from the end of May. Will it go down after that? Okay. Not sure. I don't see it. I think it will remain, if not start slightly. I hope so. I do. I don't know. Because I, all the other thing I tell you, I'm I, out on the streets. I see it. I'm not sure. I don't think that the it's like psychologically. I don't think it's good for Canadians. No, it's not. They've had to deal with a lot of psychological issues, don't you COVID think? and everything else. Like people are done. Yeah, and they're the, done. The yeah. the financial stress that people yes. are under right now. Correct. Yes. Financial stress, just stress with a lot of other things, right? Yes, I know. Yeah. Are you, um, and usually you don't talk about politics, but are you a liberal? I can't say. Italian, you know. Most lady. Italians are liberal. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Not, I mean, My father was heavy liberal. That's a who bring me to yes, the country. That's who bring it to the country, <laughs> yes. But their kids aren't liberal. <laughs> I think so. I think I, that's yeah. Like my mom. Yeah. I mean, probably yeah. on the border of NDP. Oh, really? Eh? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. She's just yeah, like the sweetest lady who, right. you know, cares for everybody. Oh, okay. And uh, oh, interesting. has okay. no kind of, like, doesn't really care, like, doesn't think about money. Doesn't, right. Like, you know. Yeah. I don't know where I came from. Yeah. Uh, I got a question. Uh, What's the most expensive yes. house you've ever sold? Or bought? The most expensive? Most expensive transaction you've been involved in. Um, I think it was, what was the most? Honestly, I think it was over four million. Not interested. Okay, I thought I was expecting something. No, like, like ten million. Yeah, no. fifteen. No. That ten wouldn't even Love have gotten me going. Is, I would rather have a lot of the ones at two million and do a lot of volume. Oh, yeah. Than one off of ten million. Okay, so what? Well, why not do a lot at ten? Oh yes, there's just not enough buyers at ten million buying those houses in Oakville. Look mm. at the numbers. Right? Well, if interest rates got really, really low, maybe there'd be more of them. Right. Sure. Yeah. Talk to someone about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, you deal with primarily, I mean, you've been doing it for a while, so yeah. you must have a lot of repeat customers. A lot of repeat cu- customers. Yes. Yeah. Why? What do you think? Repeat the reason, or referral. What do you think the reason you have so many repeat customers is? Uh, because they get the straight facts. I really take care of them. So if uh, I work really hard in terms of negotiating for them on their sale or buy, right? Um, I I look nice, but I'm not when it comes to negotiating. So uh-huh. I do the best for them, right? I'm really strong there. Um, but I think it's just giving them like the honest advice, like always looking out for them in terms of, is it the right time to buy? If it's not, I tell them don't. Um, is it the right house? If I feel it's not the right house, I'd rather show them 10 or 20 more but get them the right one, right? Sometimes I've had to fight with some of my clients that really want to buy something and I don't think it's the right thing for them. 
Um, in the end, they thank me, but I just make sure that they're protected, right? Because we do this every single day. We know it more than they do, right? So you have to really make sure that they understand it and they understand what they're getting into. What do you think the number one quality is for a successful realtor? Um, I think it's relationships, right? I think if you have a great database and you nurture your relationships, um, I think it just comes easy, right? So it's not like we're hunting down for new business every day. You almost don't have to because you have enough there that people know and they they know if I want good service or the right advice, they're going to go to the person who knows, right? You said you're a great negotiator. Yes. We're tough. What are, like, can you just tell me, no one else listening, like, what are a few, like, like, if you were going to say, like, here are the top kind of three uh, tricks or not tricks, but mm-hmm. the top three things I keep in mind when I'm negotiating? Uh, never show your cards. Be the vault. Um, um, yeah. Never show your cards. Be the vault. Um, know your product really well, right? Because when you know your inventory and you know your product really well, it's so hard. You have the power over the other side, for example, the other agent you're working with, right? How many times do I say to them, um, did you see that property inside? And they may say no. And I know that. So it helps me uh, negotiate a higher price being on the other side because I know that they don't know that inventory Mm -hmm. really well, right? Um, It's knowing who you're dealing with. Like you have to make sure you have good relationships with the other agents. If you don't, it's going to not work for you or for your clients. Um, right. Like if you're a jerk, like if, if you must you, know you will lose. who's the biggest jerk in Oakville real estate. Just kidding. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like yeah. if you're a big jerk and you're just, yeah, you're, you're about to say it. No, 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 I'm the fault. But like if you're a big jerk rolling around in Oakville real estate, yeah, you're not going to be doing it for 30 years. Uh, no, but you could still be doing a lot of business and being that way. Absolutely. Really? 100%, right? But that's not the road I will take, right? So um, just be humble and uh, work with your competition, no matter what they've done to you in the past. Huh. Just rise above it, right? You Be the better person. That's got to be why women are better uh, realtors in many cases than men. Because they're better communicators and they don't have the ego. To the it's same the ego. Yeah. Yeah, it's ego. It's also communication, yeah. right? Like, but women have egos too, but we have to, like in the business, you have to get rid of the ego and just think about serving your clients and you will do well. Mm. You ever yeah. play poker? No. I feel like you'd be a good poker player. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I would be. But you don't play poker? No. Is your yeah. husband still a real estate agent? Yes, he's a broker. Oh, really? Yeah, he owns two offices. So he has the offices. like yes, with. But we don't work together. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? No, we don't. Why? Uh, well, look, he, he manages, he owns those offices. So would I work with him? No. You, know, you don't even work con- in one of his offices? No. What are you talking well, about? It would be a conflict. It would be a conflict. And, you know, I want to do what I want to do. I don't want to listen to someone telling me what to do. 
<laughs> I don't understand. Like yeah. that, it's better. It's business is just just better just to keep it separate. And when we're like home, we don't talk about it. You've been with him for so long. I know that. Like I think I can probably understand the dynamic. Mm-hmm. And like I don't know that anyone's really telling you what to do. I don't. No, I think that would knows, not be good. I think he knows he's not telling. He knows. You what no, to do. he doesn't. Actually, he doesn't. But I think it'd just be, you know perception of maybe it's his agents in his office. Oh, your wife works here. Is she going to get the business even though I've already been established? It, it just depends. I don't like to create, you know, he's pretty fair. So he wouldn't want any issues, right? His offices are in Oakville also? He has uh, one that he owns in Oakville, franchise, mm-hmm. and uh, one in Mississauga. Okay. Yeah. So you must go up against his agents. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah, sometimes. But, you know, you have to be respectful. I'm sure that you're respectful. I'm just no, saying. Yeah, you have to. Well, you funny. have to work together. Like, I don't think there's anyone that you don't work together with in the business, right? Yeah, I just think it's funny that you don't work in one of the offices. Like, I know. Yeah. yeah. Years ago, I thought about it, but it didn't happen. And he was an agent, and he just was like, "I don't want to be an agent anymore. I'm just going to run." Like, oh, well, he did uh, residential, then he did commercial, and he was just not into sales. Like, he just didn't want to go through showing houses and list. He just was. It was not for him. So he ended up managing and then he ended up buying this office. I find sometimes that mm-hmm. like the reluctant salespeople are the best salespeople. The reluctant? Yeah. Like yeah. the ones that are like, okay. I don't really want to sell. I don't, I'm not really a salesperson mm-hmm. because like that. Authentic- if you look at it as sales. Yeah. But that authenticity kind of shines through more with those people. True. You know that like this whole thing we're talking about always wanting to do the best thing for your clients. Yes. Someone who doesn't want to be a salesperson mm-hmm. doesn't really have the same motivation as someone that's just like, yay, rah, rah, go sales. What are my numbers? Got to hit my numbers. Right. And yeah. I think that their value proposition to their buyer or seller mm-hmm. is, is more, they're more kind of keenly aware of it. Um, and that authenticity shines through in their work, which is maybe why he went to commercial because you can't really fake commercial no right? no those are the facts right yeah and then you have the emotions and everything else so he just like just to, to manage he just didn't want to deal with you know the emotions and all that stuff day to day he deals with different emotions with you know agents and surviving the in the business and everything else where i couldn't deal with that complaining or you know i'm struggling i just couldn't deal with that right? he must be very patient he is very yeah and he but he just calls it the way it is <clears throat> And like he must enjoy the babysitting and the handholding that he must does. come into play with yeah. this role. Yeah, that's his stick. Yeah. yeah. He likes it. Oh, uh, good. Yeah. He seems like a great guy. I'd love He's to meet him. He's a very good guy. Yeah. Maybe I will bring my wife and you can bring your husband when we have this dinner. Yes, awesome. Yeah. And right. you know what? The reason listen, I'll tell you something. The yes. reason why I'm okay if yes. I have to pay for the dinner <laughs> is because it will mean that we will have had a nice beautiful dinner. but also the dinner. Nice relationship. We will have had a beautiful year yes. of stable, as Correct. you say, yes. not dropping yes. home prices, and we will have already reached our bottom. Correct. So, I mean, exactly. yeah, really a celebration. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you for coming. You're the best. You are. Okay.